0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks offseason kicks off as soon as it begins. Are the Dallas Mavericks getting Zach Levine? Are the Dallas Mavericks not interested in Rudy Gobert anymore? Plus, we hear from Nico Harrison about the Mavs offseason plans at exit interviews. Talk about all that and more on today's On Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavics Podcast. KK Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. don't yeah, believe man. you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engsted, media member and NBA channel manager from the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day you didn't think you could get rid of us that quick? We're back already talking off season. Locked on Maps is free and available on all podcast on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. And the best way to help us grow is comment below. Start with this: Would you want Zach Levine, even if it meant trading away Jalen Brunson? Let us know in the comment section below. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online—it's where the game starts. And joining me. As always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the off-season oligarch, the one-more-thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: You know, we were talking about uh, after <laughs> after the loss and, you know, all the interviews and stuff, we, we stayed up kind of late on, on Zoom after we recorded the pod, and we're like trying to plan out next week a little bit. Yeah. And like man how how fast do we turn the page you know draft stuff you know we're we're both we're excited about draft I was
0: pushing for like let's do a couple of season review episodes and like talk through the season cuz it's been so amazing and then Mark Stein
1: Yeah like exit interviews Mark Stein <laughs> and it's just like all right we're all here this this we're we're here it's it's the off season let the rumors speculation oh, trade machine go. screenshots all the fun stuff let, let's go
0: We are so ready for it. Um, So this is what happened. Uh, As Mavs exit interviews were going down, Mark Stein dropped a piece talking about what's next for the Dallas Mavericks. What's next for Luka Doncic and this crew? How do they get, you know, another star and all that? And uh, that the Dallas Mavericks are interested in Zach Levine. Sources nonetheless maintain that one option already being weighed by the Dallas Mavericks. This is all via Mark Stein is the prospect of joining the sign and trade bidding for Chicago's Bulls Zach Levine amid a growing belief around the league that Levine, as he heads into free agency, was more interested in leaving Chicago than initially presumed? Isaac Harris, should the Mavericks be going after Zach Levine?
1: Oh man, <laughs> um, there's there's so many layers to it, right? Like, yeah, even when you start entertaining, you know, going after a sign and trade for a guy, you know, for Dallas if we want to assume, like I'm going to assume in this case that the only way you'd have even a remote shot at Zach Levine, if Zach Levine wanted to come to Dallas right. and if Dallas would even have a shot, it would have to include a Jalen Brunson sign trade too. So, because I just don't think they have enough assets to get yeah, you, Zach Linn. You don't think
0: it's like a Dinwiddie plus the, plus the first round pick that the Mavs have no. plus like, like all that, like a, an amalgam of no. all that Tim Hardaway jr. Maybe like, I, I don't no. think that gets it done either.
1: No, I don't. So, so, Let's just say it has to include Brunson. Well, then you got to get Brunson to play ball. So how awkward is that of, hey, we want to bring you back. It's been our number
0: one priority.
1: (laughs) But... (laughs) So how much would you sign to go to Chicago? Because we're kind of talking with them, you know, and so you risk that whole thing of like who it's the chicken, what comes first, the chicken or the egg of who talks to who first. And then, you know, if you tell JB, okay, well, we're kind of talking with Brunson, we could get Zach Levine. So we're kind of talking to Chicago. Would you be willing to go there? And then it's like, well, I'm an unrestricted guy, so I can go anywhere I want. So then well New York you know just clear up some cap or you know let's assume they did so i just I'm just gonna go sign with New York if you're trying to like sign and trade me right now type of thing so that's where it gets so so tricky especially in this situation because I just don't think that they have a shot at Levine unless Jalen Brunson's in that deal
0: and Mark Stein also mentioned that Atlanta Portland and San Antonio all of whom possess either the cap space or the trade pieces to move readily chase him uh to more readily chase him, have already m- been mentioned as Levine suitors. So those are teams: Atlanta, Portland, and San Antonio. Younger, pl- they have young players, they have assets, they have they have draft picks that they can trade. Like there's all kinds of stuff that those teams have that the Dallas Mavericks don't have to trade. And so yeah, you're right. right it would take a Jalen Brunson. So, but let's say just just the player in and of himself. Like yeah, so, so like sign us up for for Zach Levine w- next to Luca as the guy that is. Uh, you know, Zach Levine has an. In- like become an incredible player he's upped his game every single year he played next to a guy in DeMar DeRozan now there was maybe some tension between those two as far as Zach Levine wanting to be the main guy and DeRozan kind of taking over that spotlight Levine kind of had more of a tough year than he's had in the the past as far as you know injuries and things like that and so what would Zach Levine bring to the Dallas Mavericks if the Mavs did pull off that kind of sign and trade
1: um, I want to reinforce your point real quick. Our friend friend of the pod, Jake Fisher bleacher report rep- reported this back last week when, when talking about Zach Levine's free agency, he put this in his piece, go read uh, the story, but he said one specific note has been frequently repeated among lead leak figures with knowledge of the situation. The fourth quarter brilliance that put DeRozan in MVP conversation often left Levine watching from the corner as DeRozan isolated in the mid post. Um,
0: does that, that sound happen. familiar?
1: <laughs> While Chicago was supposed to be Levine's team, featuring new running mates for the Bulls' all-star centerpiece, Levine was routinely rendered to a supplementary role alongside DeRozan. So, and he goes on just to say, like, "Hey, this could, this is one of the reasons why some teams think that he he is available in free yeah. agency that he might not go back to Chicago because." that DeRozan kind of being in the shadow of DeRozan there in Chicago, especially in those fourth quarters, he wants to kind of flourish. He wants to have that ball in in those times. So, um, but to go back, how would he fit in Dallas? He would, he would be another guy next to Luka Doncic. He would be another scorer. He would be another slasher. He could get to the rim. He can create his own shot. Everything that we've talked about having a perimeter guy alongside Luka that, Hey, when Luka sets on the bench, like, which they really won those minutes a lot in the warrior series, except for this last game in game five that Luca went to the bench and they just couldn't hold up at that point. Uh, But who's another guy that can score on the perimeter and create for himself. Zach Levine can do that. He's he improved a lot since he went to, you know, these this past year or so. I mean, talking about upping some of his numbers and just being more efficient. Um, But yeah, I mean, he would theoretically fit as another scorer alongside Luka. I would have the questions, those questions I had a couple years ago. I would have the question now, especially that, you know, it's coming out of this bull season that was – Successful at the beginning, but now the same questions is there. There's yeah. The same question I had back then is like: Does he want to be? Will is he willing to take a back seat to a star? That if he, is he willing not to be Batman? Is he willing to be a Robin? And if he if those reports are true that he was upset about being in the shadow of DeRozan, well, you're definitely going to be in the shadow of Luca in you know in Dallas.
0: Here, I'll swing the other way here on that one. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Saying okay, if he decides to come here, if he decides to come to Dallas, that means he knows I'm sec- yeah, I'm yeah. second, right? This this Mavericks team, one of their big reasons for success this year was because everybody knew their role, everybody knew how they fit. Jason Kidd, that was a huge thing for him, is how everybody fits in the pecking order. As soon as Spencer Dinwiddie came in, he knew. It's Luca first. It's Brunson second, and then it's me. Right, like there, there was yeah. no questioning where that was. Kind of a question for him in Washington, like where does he fit in the in the pecking order, the hierarchy. He probably knew that Beal was ahead of him, but then he thought that he was the, the next guy. And then how does that work? And so there was questions there in Washington with Spencer Dinwiddie. As soon as he got to Dallas, there was no questions. He knew exactly, like almost from day one when we when you know we first got to talk to him, that he knew where his place was in the offense, where Jason Kidd had slotted him. I think that would be the same with Zach Levine too. So if he decided to come here, it would be in a sign and trade. He would have to agree to come here and he would have to agree to be that second guy because he wants to take the next step. And I, I think having a guy come into your place that you had like become like an all-star level player in, you had grown in, become like the guy for a while. That all the media's talking about you, like building around you. Can how can we keep Zach? How can we keep Zach happy? All that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, this guy parachutes in. And is like the talk of the town he's doing stuff he's having like these runs that no one but wilt has done in, in nba history i can imagine that being pretty tough right to like almost come in and mm. say like hey this is my house what, how dare you come in to my house Like he's excited about it and happy that the team's winning but like man i don't know if i want to i don't like it would be tough to deal with that like to have somebody come in like that but so i think it would be a different mindset for him but we don't know, and we only know what has been rumored that he wanted to be, you know, featured more, and he would be in the corner at some time. Jalen Brunson was in the corner a lot for the Dallas yeah. Mavericks when when Luca had the ball. Now the Mavericks want to even out Luka's possessions, and so they would try to work more, you know, with Zach Levine. And you don't bring in a guy like Zach Levine unless you want to feature him a little bit more. Um, but but
1: but he he would be he would be the best player Lucas played with since he's been in the NBA.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, for sure.
1: he would. I mean, he's a two time all star. Yep. So if Zach Levine is saying this offseason, I want to be a Dallas Maverick, then you're not going to close the door on it. Like, yeah, I mean, right. it, you're looking at talent. upgrade. We're going to talk coming up in the next segment. We'll talk about Mark Stein is Rudy's, you know, the, the quote he had on Rudy Gobert. But but then again, Nico's talking about adding a guy down low and rebounds. It's clear to me as they're talking about wanting to add depth. They're talking about interest in Zach Levine. They want to add a center. They're in the talent upgrade business, okay? Shocking here. Oh, they let's just, go. They just want to upgrade the roster. So upgrade, that's why if, if Zach Levine me, wants me, to play with Luka in Dallas, then you don't close that. No. You, you entertain it as far as you can and try to make that happen.
0: You don't mess with that. So we'll talk about that, what that means, and are the Mavericks out on Rudy Gobert? Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines in sports. They already have Celtics Heat Game Six already up. Uh, heat at home. Isaac game Harris. Seven. Is this Game Seven already for them? Yep. Yeah, Game Seven. Game Seven. My bad. Uh, game Seven. Heat at home. Who's favored? Uh, I'm gonna say Heat by two. Celtics by two and a half still. They're still feeling the the Boston uh, in C- Miami. In Miami. The Boston Celtics are still oh. favored on Bet Online. So go check that out. Game seven. They have all kinds of other stuff too. They have some WNBA odds right now. Uh Saturday, I don't I think you'll probably be here this before that, but uh Las Vegas Aces are two and a half point favorite against the sky. They have WNBA odds. They have uh overseas basketball odds. I'm sure they'll have Eurobasket this summer, all kinds of stuff on Bet Online. Go check out the trends in action. It's Bet Online where the game starts thanks for making lockdown Mavs your first listen every day now make your second listen after this lockdown nba big board with rafael barlow from dfw and nba draft junkies he has the nba big board newsletter richard Stamen, aka mavs draft on twitter have a do a great job covering the draft from all angles free and available wherever you get your podcast that's lockdown nba big board you can see it in the corner right there look at that look at that synergy all right isaac harris We've been talking about Zach Levine, his fit in Dallas. We'll have a lot more episodes about that in the future. I'm sure we'll be debating it for the, the next couple months here before uh free agency actually opens up. But Rudy Gobert was another rumor in this piece from, from Mark Stein. It's been, you know, there's been actual rumors that, hey, the Mavericks are interested in Rudy Gobert. The Mavericks have been interested. That's been mm-hmm. an ongoing thing throughout this season, especially after that series. There was some more talk about that. But according to Mark Stein, and this is we're gonna do this. Every single, probably every single day, we talk about. We talk about. There are only a couple people we trust with Dallas Mavericks news, and Mark Stein is still one of those people. Yeah, according to Mark Stein, despite long-running speculation that the Mavericks hope to trade for Rudy Gobert, I'm told that an all-out pursuit of Utah's all-star center and defensive anchor is unlikely as much as Cuban and Nico Harrison have openly acknowledged a pressing need to bolster rim production and rebounding Dallas sees Zach Levine as a sort of player who could fill other crucial needs with his ability to play both off the ball well, off off Luka Doncic as a long range shooter and, and likewise collapse defenses by slashing to the basket to score so Nico Harrison we'll hear in a minute says that the Mavericks should get a big man but it doesn't look like it's Rudy Gobert
1: yeah I'm not gonna I'm not ready to fully close that door either um and I'll just leave that at that. That I I think there's a very strategic reporting if Mark Stein's saying they're not uh, planning an all-out pursuit. Um, this
0: is yeah.
1: smokescreen season.
0: <laughs> all well, the there's time. A difference there, there's, re- there's reasons why all this stuff comes out.
1: Yeah, there, well, there's a, there's a difference between saying they're planning and, you know, like, they're going all-in for Rudy Gobert this off season, And then, like, what Mark Stein's reporting doesn't, you know negate them you know a month from now he said it's all like dallas and yeah dallas and utah (laughs) is talking like they're not willing to give up the whole you know every single asset that they have or they're not going you know guns blazing right off the top but it's i'm not i'm not closing the door on that quite yet (laughs)
0: You think they have a seat at the table with a <laughs> for, seat. for Rudy Gobert? A seat uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of hear the same thing because it's it's I'm told an all out pursuit of Utah's Rudy Gobert is unlikely. Like because we got an all out pursuit, that means he's not their first priority, or they want us to think that he's not their first priority, so that the market goes down, so that they don't have to offer as much or trade as much, and all that. Like all this stuff comes out for a reason.
1: A hundred percent, yeah, and you know. Tim McMahon was just on a, on a podcast, you know, a a month ago. And yes, there was a, they had a a deep playoff run and could that have changed their mind completely and all of that? It very well could have. Um, But there he reported, so we can talk about that as far as like some real, real interest in Rudy Gobert from Dallas side. And it's like what I was saying while ago, it's like Dallas is, you know, it was after the game, Mark Cuban's like, Hey, we're looking at adding guys there, you know, Jason Kidd type of players. Nico wanting a a big Zach Levine interest. Like we're going to hear there's no huge takeaways over the past 24 hours of like, Ooh, that's shocking. No, it's because they want to, they want to improve the roster. Like they, they want to add star level talent to this team. So I don't think these names are going to be the end of it either. We're going to see Dallas's name attached to a couple of other guys too, probably. So that's just, that's part of the business and where they're at right now as a team.
0: I think that could be shocking to, to some that that have that were worried that okay well they went to the Western Conference finals do they think they're just going to run it back do they think that mm. do the Mavericks think that they're just going to okay we just got to get one more like ancillary piece here and there no they're going they're going big like they want to go and make the next big piece get the next big piece next to Luka Doncic they they know they need to upgrade and everything Nico Harrison said in exit interviews today Led me to believe that he said I, he said all the right things that I would want him to say in this. I was incredibly yeah. uh, happy with the things that he said, uh, starting with this. This is Nico Harrison at exit interviews talking about um, what the Mavericks need to improve on. You know the, the, what the Mavericks, the, the, one of the Mavericks' biggest needs to improve over the offseason.
2: Um You know if if you look back at the if you look back at the series, you know we we lost we lost uh, some games on the boards, and I think that's important. Like we need to get we need to get somebody. Um, that can help us on the rebounds, Um, be a rim protector. I think we need to, we need to figure that out for sure.
0: Okay, this quote I put on Twitter, and then it got put on Reddit, and I opened my, oh, it's funny, whenever you open Reddit, you see your name on there. I started scrolling through the comments, bad idea, Uh, and one of the comments in there was, didn't Mavs say over and over again that rebounds don't matter, and now Nico Harrison came in and said rebounds matter, so I'd like to tee it up for you right now to talk about uh, what you mean by rebounds and this whole playoffs, and then Nico Harrison come in and say, we lost games because of rebounds.
1: Well, one, we never said rebounds don't matter. We said, it's not, we said it's not the end all, tell all of when it, you know, it, it's going to determine a game or not. Um, one, we didn't even talk about if that you were going to tee this up or not. But I just have this already on my notes, so it's kind of funny. Uh, they beat the Utah Jazz uh, in a, in a playoff series in the first round. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. <laughs> and they had Rudy Gobert. They got out rebounded by forty three rebounds in Total, that series in the whole series. They beat yeah in the series. They beat the Suns in a seven-game series. If y'all remember that series, uh, they got out rebounded by fifty-four total rebounds in that series, and they won that series. I didn't. We didn't really hear a ton about the rebound stuff after those two series, right? We hear about after it wins. after the Warriors, um, you know, in, in which we lost, in which we did get hurt on on the boards. Like, there's no way around that. Yeah. We got killed on the offensive boards by Kevon Looney. All of that to say is, you can win playoff series when you lose the rebounding battle. We just saw it. They just won two playoff series and had arguably, I mean, their best playoff series win since 2011 against that Suns team by losing a rebounding battle by over 50 rebounds. Okay, so all and so I feel validated in my point of it's not the end all, tell all. It never meant that we don't have to improve our big man spot. It never meant that hey, we can get better at rebounds. Like yes. The center spot is something you have like you have to go in this off offseason saying, How can we improve it? Now, whether they spend 40 million of the cap in it and Rudy Gobert, or they spend, you know, less than 10 million in it and get another guy in there in the center rotation that's just a bigger body than Dwight Powell that can help with rebound and stuff. That's what they got to figure out. But it was never that rebounds don't matter. It was just it's not the end-all tell all stat because that that thought. And me diving into this and me being passionate about it came out of the Utah series when everybody's throwing out. I mean, it felt like every other game, (sighs) Rudy Gobert, the Jazz, they're killing them on the boards. If they want a shot in this series, they got to win the rebounding battle. It's like, no, they don't. They they, they can win this series and lose the rebounding battle. So it's not everything, but they have to improve it. They got to get better at it. Yeah, so they, there you go. Hope that proves something. Yeah, and, something.
0: and I was with you to the point where they can and could still win games in the playoffs – while not winning the rebound battle with the bigs that they had. Now, coming into next season, wouldn't it be nice to have somebody so that you're not having to win on these other areas like three-point shooting yeah, and yeah. win at the line and win in the turnover battle so dominantly that you that you like ha- you have to dominate those other areas because you're getting killed in the rebounds. Like for sure. For sure and they they want to address that. And so they saw that in the Warriors series, they saw you know and it's it's not just rebounding, right? Nico Harrison said yeah. rim protection needs need, need a big that that can go out there and, you know, and can play and can defend the rim that can defend in space a little bit. And like, is miles Turner and is like the type of player that the Mavericks would want to bring in. That may be from the Dallas area, like right in their backyard. Um, I know that in the past, the Mavericks haven't gone after players that are in their backyard, but maybe miles Turner is that guy. Um, hey,
1: let, let me give you something else real quick. These yeah. were rebounding team, rebounding leader, leaders per game in the regular season, Grizzlies, Bucks, jazz, Knicks, Knicks were fourth in the league in rebounds as a team. Uh, in the regular season shout out to the Knicks season you know who's sixth in the regular season as far as rebounds per game the Oklahoma City Thunder they're having fun in the draft lottery right now so you know you can keep on going down Warriors Raptors Spurs Suns Pelicans you know who is the third highest rebounding team in the playoffs this year as far as per game, the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. And CJ McCollum has been drinking wine for about a month now. So <laughs> I'm just, I go to show once again, that rebounding isn't everything. It doesn't determine everything, but you got to be, I mean, the heat were 22nd in the league in rebounds per game in the, in the regular season. And they're one way went away from the NBA finals. Yeah. Dallas was 24th in the league and they were three wins away from the NBA finals. So it, it's not everything, but you can get, you can get better at it. And they should this off season.
0: Yeah. Right, exactly. So, coming up, let's hear from Nico Harrison some more about the style of play. We heard from Mark Cuban yesterday that the Mavericks want to add these Jason Kidd type players. Did Nico Harrison agree with him? We'll hear about that and more coming up. But before we do, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you about that coming up. <laughs> we,
2: don't an, we don't have a we
0: don't have a live rate. We didn't have we didn't have a lot. I thought we had a read. I didn't have a That's read. Incredible. <laughs> Professional podcaster, Nick Angston right here. Have
1: you ever um, done this before?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wait, first what podcast. was the number you tweeted out today? Isn't it like a thousand?
1: How, About, many, uh, how many episodes? Yeah. This is like one thousand three hundred and ninety two <laughs> we've done.
0: <laughs> and not the first time I've totally gone into a break thinking I had a read and not having one. So Mark Cuban the other day talked about a Jason Kidd style player. It was one of the first times we've heard that phrase. And it was really interesting to me because it maybe informs the type of players they're looking for in the off season. But did Nico Harrison agree with that? Let's hear from him here.
2: Yeah, I think it's adaptable. I don't, I don't really have a, a vision of a style of play that I, okay. that I would, would want to play. I think, I think um, it all starts with Luca, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how do you build in players around it that, that complement him? And so I think the style of play a lot of times is going to be dictated by the people that we're playing against. And really good teams are versatile; they can play different styles of play. Um, if you only play one style of play, then people take that away. Then where do you go to? So I, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in the, the, you know, hey, this is our style of play. This like I want versatility. I want to be able to match up with everybody.
0: I love that. Love that as as a yeah. as a look to the off seasons. And another reason why. You know, you should be encouraged thinking, OK, well, is this team just saying, OK, well, we found our identity. We found the one thing we can do is just bomb threes and to defend in space and defend on the perimeter. And we're just going to double, triple down on that. No, Nico Harrison wants to be versatile, wants to add a big to this roster so the Mavericks can have other options and so they can go against these different teams. They went against two teams in the playoffs in one that had bigs that they could remove from the series, basically in Gobert yeah. and then in Aiden with the Suns, right? They basically took them out of the series for the, for the most part. And then they could just deal with the rest of it. And like everybody else can equal out. And if they take out that big, then all of a sudden they have an advantage and then they won those series. Then they went against the Warriors and the Warriors didn't have that issue because Kevon Looney could not get played off the floor because he was incredibly good defending in space and at the rim. And so, and their offense is just so different than what those other, other you know two teams were playing and so for nico harrison to come in and say that that hey no we want to still be versatile we want to still um try different ways to play and it's all centered around luca love that that's awesome
1: yeah you know and you got to have the the versatility at the, you know, this is a a throwback Uh, back when I I did a story with Donnie Nelson a few years ago when talking about the center position. And he, he told me, he's like, you kind of view it like the bullpen approach. You got to have these, these fives and these different type of roles because, and I think it's even proven now that Dallas just didn't have the rebounding big, you know, banger to go against, you know, Kevon Looney, but they had to stretch five in in a maxi type, because when you look at even the rebounds for that game five, it's kind of skewed because, they had to just go small, you know, small the whole time because they need to shoot threes. So if they even had a Rudy Gobert on the roster and it's a game five, it's elimination and you're down by like 20, guess who's probably not going to be on the floor? Rudy Gobert. Because you need, you need shooters out there. Like you got to catch up. You got to shoot threes. So that's why catch the, the belief. <laughs> well, that's why the belief and even the reporting from Mark Stein saying they would rather go the cheaper route when it comes to the center spot. Because if you can have yeah. multiple guys, then you don't, you don't feel as bad when you have to bench a Russell Westbrook, you know, a, a guy right. who's making forty million dollars because hey, you got to play a certain style at the end of a game where you got to match somebody else's style. So that, yeah, I I thought one of the quotes. Do you have the All Star quote pulled up from from Nico? As far as do we have that clip? Getting, getting all stars. Well, as far as him saying, and this is where you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt. Of like Mark Stein reporting, hey, Dallas is looking for that other star. And then Nico pulls have, out the I, quote. I have this. Of the bunch of all-stars sitting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: About he was asked, you know, are you looking to go after an, a, and bring in some more all-stars, bring in all-stars to this Dallas Mavericks roster?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's just about having all-stars. I mean, there's tons of teams and I'm not going to waste my time mentioning names that have a bunch of all-stars and they're sitting at home watching us play. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to you need to keep uh upgrading the roster, but I don't think it's about just getting a bunch of All-Stars. I think it's about getting people that fit together. Um, and, and you know, starting with Luca, people that can fit around him. And I think that's more important than just getting All-Stars.
0: Yeah. How, how many of these teams now have we seen where they just grab some All-Stars, like the Nets or the Clippers, and it didn't work for them because that was kind of all that they had or those All-Stars broke down because you put all your chips into one basket and then all of a sudden if it breaks down for you, then all of a sudden you have no other options.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I freaking love that quote. <laughs> my favorite quote came from Theo, but that's like yeah. my second favorite quote of there's teams with the all-stars sitting at home watching us play. I'm like, oh my gosh, let's go. Because this is the stage that these Mavs are at now. That if you ask me, you know, if we went two years ago and we talked about all-stars, and it's like at that point, you're like, hey, we just need to add talent, right? Like just whoever it, it's not much about fit, then it's like just throw people like throw the talent people out there and like let's just get good players basically. The fit but now fit matters. Now they're at, yeah, now they're at the stage of we've been to a conference finals that I don't think and y'all disagree with me, I'm sure you will in the comments, but I don't think we're at the stage of just whatever talent wants to come here, you just you just welcome them all in. I think you do have to consider fit now. You do have to consider, hey, how are you gonna fit alongside Luka Doncic and how are you gonna fit in this offense and with this team and with this system and everything? So I, I just I absolutely love that quote from Nico.
0: Now, lots of all stars can fit next to Luka Doncic, right? They're not just oh yeah, they're not narrowing their field to where it's only like three guys in the league, right? Like pretty much yeah. anybody can play next to Luka. So exactly, yeah, and they if they think Zach Levine is one of those guys, then how many more players in the NBA can can fit that, right? He's not like a, a super unique player that there's only one like him, right? They're not trying to bring in like a know, a Ben yeah. Simmons, like that's the only guy that can fit next to Luca, right? That's just not the case. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I love that he's talked about that with All-Stars. And um, and I love that, that, that that's not his his thought, right? His not, his thought is not like, okay, we got to do whatever it takes to bring in somebody. We got to do whatever it takes to bring in, you know, another talent. It's that it has to fit. It has to be the right thing. It has to be the, you know, the right type of guy and uh, and not just grab All-Stars and throw away what they've already built here. Uh, I think I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. So he's talked about you know wanting to get a big man. The rumor about Zach Levine. The rumor about Rudy Gobert. And uh, he was asked if his relationships with uh, other agents around the league, like we've talked all about Nico Harrison's rela- relationships with other uh, other players and teams and stuff, if that is going to help them get players this off season. And uh, he- <laughs> see if you hear anything in about- this.
2: I don't know that it helps you a lot. Um, I think I think we'll be able to have conversations with people that we want to have with for sure but you know in this in this league like you can be friends with whoever you want but are they gonna come to us for the money that we have for them i I don't you know i don't think so i i don't i don't see that happening you know um but at the same time um when there's a player that we want we have the money to afford them we're gonna we're gonna have a seat at the table for sure hey Hey! (laughs) He dropped
0: it again. Dallas is going to get a seat at the table. He dropped it again, a seat at the table. Isaac, what do you think that means? They're going to get a seat at the table.
1: <laughs> I think that means we need to take a drink right now. Oh, I think my <laughs> cup is empty, but I will. Uh, no, I, I, love, I love that quote. from. I mean, Nico's just throwing out some great quotes, uh, you know, at X interviews, but just the fact of like, hey, yeah, it's cool that you know, I'm friends with people. Um, and I was hired because I'm, I'm friends with people, but cool. we got to have cap. You, so, you know, I think that was his subtle way of saying, Hey, don't hold, you know, any of this against me this off season, because my friendships isn't going to make people come here for $5. Okay. <laughs> uh, they still want to get paid. And, uh, yeah. And it's just a reminder that, you know, we'll talk a lot about, you know, Mavs cap stuff and money stuff, you know, in the coming weeks, but Dallas just doesn't have a lot. And flexibility this off season. and you know after they re-signed Jalen Brunson and, and just, you know, they're gonna be in the luxury tax and all this stuff. And it's like it's not like they're walking into the off season with a bunch of expirings. Yeah. They could get up to like thirty million in cap and like it's like all this flexibility. There's not really a blank canvas this summer.
0: There's not even like ways that they could creatively get there to to even cap space at all, right? Because of all the, yeah. the contracts they have and and all that, because Luca's you know big extension kicks in this year, and that's the, that's the reason why, right? That's the reason why you go over the cap is because you you draft players or you sign players to smaller deals, and then they get better, and then you sign them to big deals, and now all of a sudden the Mavs will be in the tax because of their players that they've signed. Um, and, and
1: you can't, and you know even for Jalen Brunson in his deal you know, I detailed earlier about how tricky it gets with sign and trade stuff. I feel like that's gonna be such a popular thing for Mavs fans to throw out there over the next, you know, month is, ooh, we could get this player via sign and trade. And it's like, man, there's so many difficult layers. Yeah. You know, because you're asking two player two people two different parties, two different organizations to get on the same page say, whenever like, you're more fir- like
0: four because it's each yeah. player and each team.
1: Yeah, and and Brunson's not restricted, right? Like if DeAndre Aiden's situation, he's restricted. So like you know, Jalen Brunson could just sign. You know, you make him mad, it's, or you like, oh, well, they don't fully want me. Well, I'll, I'll go to Detroit and New York for twenty million a year. So that's where it just gets so tricky. That it, I just, I personally, I don't see any world in which there's a, a sign and trade thing, unless just all the stars align and some big thing. Because ultimately, I think Dallas wants JB back, but also, and JB, I think JB wants to be here, but also, it's just so hard to do something like that. So, anyway.
0: We've talked about Nico Harrison and all the things that he said and how he was on point with a lot of the things that he said. Improving as a big, improving talent overall, getting better, wanting to keep adding and not just sit on their heels. Um, Jason Kidd, we're not going to share any of his clips right now, but I thought Jason Kidd also had some really good things to say at exit interviews where he said hey next year we're gonna go into next year with ex, like way high expectations people are gonna expect us to be back in the Western conference Finals and he was like that's what you guys do he was talking to the media and like joking around just- that media sets those expectations but and he said we're gonna come in with with you know the mentality of hey we're gonna be the hunted now and so many players said that I think Dinwiddie said that I think Brunson said that uh, a couple other players I think they just have that mentality now that okay, now we have to prove it right? Now we have to prove that okay we did belong there. It wasn't just a fluke that we made it to the the western conference finals, and I just liked the the overall the overall vibe and the overall messaging coming out of the of the mavericks uh, I thought was really good overall from front office to coaching and then players
1: yeah. all across the board. love the whole vibe of everybody at exit interviews.
0: And the vibes were immaculate with some of the players, too. Some really funny stuff. I don't think we got anything, like, like good as far as talking points from players, but we got some really fun stuff. So we're going to do a bonus episode um, in, in a little bit here talking about some of the fun stuff. So go check that out as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs.
1: Peace out. Boom.